Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to Space Trash. Lifestyles are the rich and Uranus, and I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Malstein. And today we're talking about Paris, colon, The Memoir by Paris Hilton. Initial reactions, I'm shocked at how much I'm getting out of the book. Yeah, I know. It's, it is it is like, it's very uplifting in a really weird way that I was yeah. not expecting. Yeah. And it also kind of, you do see, she kind of gives it away, her secret sauce. She gives it away when she's talking about Elliot Mintz, the legendary publicist who I did not realize she had such a close family relationship with him. She talks about what his motto was. It was, I clean up what gets tainted and magnify what glows. Mm. So I think what Paris has done with this book is literally exactly that. I mean, she is really glossing over some of the, you know, scandals that she's been through. She's kind of just saying, I'm not ashamed. I'm gr- I've grown as a person. And she's just talking about her side of the story for the stuff where her side of the story does make her look better. Yep. And she's talking, she's bigging up her successes. And I mean, what else would you do in a memoir? I mean, you know, it's, it's, this is why, as I always say, we also need unauthorized biographies. <laughs> yeah, totally. If you only read this, you would have a very different view of her like public life than what maybe is the reality. Speaking of which, uh, last year we read House of Hilton. Mm. And what you texted this morning, so you said, actually, all of a sudden, House of Hilton's out of print. So that is where like, and that's an unauthorized, somebody else came in and wrote this book about them. So yeah, I want to know what you think about why now it's all of a sudden out of print. And like, yeah, like what I'm not clear about why, why, like how that would have happened or why that would have happened because now this book has been released. So basically this book it's by, I think his name's Richard Oppenheimer, House of Hilton. It's like a full on breaking expose about the Hilton family and the Avanzino Richards Catane Dugan family, which is (laughs) Kim, Kyle and Kathy's mom, big Kathy. So the big revelation in that book was that big Kathy, she comes across as kind of a monster. All she, that all his claims are that all she cared about was money and fame for her daughters. She started putting them to work at a very young age so that she herself wouldn't have to work. She just kind of collected husband's, moving up in the world with each marriage. Hence all the last Um, names. (laughs) Hence all the last names. And I mean, you know, honestly, when you read it, there's definitely a bias of sexism in it. There's a lot of sexist tropes and stereotypes that come out and you kind of read it like, oh my God, come on. Like who could really be this cruel? One of the things he alleges that she did, one of her husbands, she hated her mother-in-law, his mother so much that um, she fed her dog food and laughed about it to the stepdaughter. 
It's definitely a, a flex of some kind. Um, yeah. Another one was <laughs> she had a stepdaughter in one of her marriages that she hated so much. She made her a hamburger and put a screw inside of it so that her teeth would get messed up. Oh, like, it's, it's, it's very like sort of like a Dom or light where it's like he would try to like get the ladies to like eat the bodies. Like or they tried to get the neighbor in the show to eat the body too. It's like she's sort of like, I don't know, to fuck with people through food is like. It's weird. It's really like, it's just really dark. It's like. It's evil. Yeah. It's evil. And it's, it's just, yeah. Like from as a, as like big Kathy, like the, the, the matriarch of this family, like you, like the one thing you would trust is like, okay, like mommy kitchen home feeding it's like right. to, to hit people, it's like really like whoa you're you're really like talk about like just taking advantage of whatever power you can yeah and there's so there's a lot of stories like that in it and you know you see glimpses of this cruelty in the Richards sisters in yeah. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills famously in season one when the first episode that Brandy Glanville ever to ever appeared in when Kim and Kyle meet her they immediately don't like her and She's on crutches because she had a leg injury at that time. And at one point to fuck with her, Kim hides her crutches. <gasps> is that the meanest thing you've ever heard? It's and then specifically she goes, fucked up. It's like, yeah. And then she goes over to Kyle and she's like, I hid her crutches. And Kyle starts laughing her ass off. And you're just like, oh my God, that is cruel. Yeah. And- yeah. The other thing about real house. And also side note, just also the fact that they're doing this on TV means that they don't think it looks bad right like they're actually raised in a way where it's like ha 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 like you got you got her you like you hurt your nemesis in like a in like a back like an out of like like sort of like a backhanded you know like like sneaky way to really hurt them where it hurts when they're already hurt kick them when they're down yay high five good job kiddo it's like like do it behind closed doors we're no to have no shame about being a bully is like what I know. And I think they did kind of, they started to cover things up more um, as they like, cause that was one of the bald face evil things that they did. And you don't really see much of that kind of activity again. Another thing that's not really totally big Kathy-esque, but sort of on the line, Kim later gets a pit bull that attacks several people, at least four people. And while these people that are attacked uh, four separate incidents, the legal documents say that more than one of these people while they were lying on the ground, like bleeding out, Kim is saying to them, I won't call 911 unless you swear to say it was a stray dog. Wait, wait, wait. While she was, while they were bleeding out, I just want everybody to take that in for a minute. Lying there with injured, massive injuries to the groin leg, like uh, huge issues, scars that will last forever. (laughs) One of the people that the dog bit was Kyle's daughter. And they talk about it at a reunion and Kim takes no accountability. And she's like, well, you're, she's like, if I told the whole story, people would see it differently. And it's like, girl, no, there's no whole story where your dog gets to repeatedly attack people. And it's the people's fault. Like, I mean, that's, and not only that, not only the people's fault, but you're asking the people to choose whether or not they will actually be helped. Right. uh, Or tell the truth about how they were injured. It's like, one of them was, one of them was in their eighties. No, an 80 year old woman bleeding. And Kim is like, listen, you have to say it was a stray dog or else I'm not calling 911. That, yeah, that, that's that's very, very dark. That's like, yeah. Well, and actually speaking of which, so I do think one of the things about the part one and two that I, I found interesting is that. So Paris, like we kind of know the story. She was in these we also the doc, you know, she was in these child abuse schools. Yeah. And when she got out and she called 
when she called anybody that she could for help, she called Kim. Oh, no, she called oh, Kyle. She called Kyle. She called Kyle, and it, it basically she was like, "Come get me now." And Kyle's like, "Okay, sweetie." And then it's like she called her again. Obviously, she was still at home. She wasn't on her way. And then she basically was sent back to the the you know prison camp or whatever. And it's just yeah. interesting, like to be to be in this family and to like. One of the things I got out of the book was how, like, Paris literally had no one to call for help. Like, I know, but also, like, in Kyle's defense, everyone in the family at that point has been brainwashed into thinking that Paris is a troubled right. child and she's been sent to military school, basically, female equivalent, because you don't really send girls to military school. Like, I mean, what would you do? I, we would all love to think with the with the benefit of of hindsight that we would right. go and pick her up from the side of the road but in reality you would call her mom you well, call it her seems mom. like what they did it seems like they called the cops it seems like she yeah. had her picked up she called her mom and her mom back called. to the place she called kathy and kathy called the cops so the the thing about the book i i also want to say and we'll get back to this later you can see how kathy took the complete opposite she took the trauma from her upbringing and took the opposite approach with her daughters yeah which is I will control you completely and you will do everything completely by the book to equally disastrous effects with in Paris's case, in Nikki's case, it worked out, but Paris and the sons all have arrest records, you know, like it just clearly was an overcorrection, but we'll get more into that later. So what happened Hilton book? So it's got all these details about, about big Kathy. That's what they call her. Kathy Hilton, Kyle and Kim's mom. And, um, you know, what happens when you have a book like this is the publisher has to basically make a gamble and say, do we trust this author and their sources enough that this book will hold up in court? Because, you know, the Hiltons have a lot of money. They have a lot of lawyers and they could try to sue for defamation if they want to. Right. Um, so the during the time that the book was published, obviously the publishers said, you know what? We're happy with this. We're happy with this guy's work. We think it's trustworthy. And we think, cause you can't defame someone by speaking the truth legally. I, you're, if, if something is true, you're allowed to say it. So mm. you cannot get, I mean, you can get sued for anything, but you're not going to have to pay damages. If you can prove that what you said is true, right. and that you looked into it and made sure it was true to the best of your ability. So at the time that it was published, which was, I guess in the early two thousands, maybe mid two thousands, um, yeah. Clearly the publishing house had said, you know what, we're, we feel good about this. Let's let her rip. So now you can no longer buy it on Amazon. Like the paperback wow. price is up is like $800 or something. Cause it's wow. only like used copies. So by the way, if you want to know what's in it, I'm going to repost our old episode this week because we have an episode where we go through it and kind of take apart all the different claims. Maybe we should do a follow-up with more stuff. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of search about it, but so here's what I would assume happened. Like just, just assuming it's the most simple explanation possible. I think that the, you know, the, the, the former print, whatever the most recent reprint was ended and they all sold out. And I think the Hiltons and Richards's and everybody else, they have probably continued to try to put legal pressure on this publishing house to not publish and I think they probably finally found a way in that was actually viable. So the publisher probably said to themselves, you know what? 
it's actually not worth the risk if we do a reprint. And probably what happened was the Hilton's lawyers said, look, if you do another reprint, we are going to, we are going to pursue this avenue of whatever thing we found that's false that we can get you on. It's Avenue Zeno. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But if you just don't do another reprint, this will all go away. That's what I would imagine. That's the most plausible. But like, what about like Kindle? Like, can you still get it? Is is the Kindle $800? Yeah, we already, we still own it. We own it. You can't buy it on Kindle anymore. Wow. Yeah. Like, so, so, so basically in the, in the, and it, I guess it's like, so it's connected to the Paris memoir coming out because they want that to be the. Well, no, I think it's probably a coincidence because. Really? Yeah. I think they probably, I don't think, I don't think they yanked it from shelves at Kathy Hilton's lawyer's demand Mm. because that's a huge demand and you would have to have a massive smoking gun. I think Mm. they've had a little bit of a smoking gun for a while. So they just decided to allow the the printing to lapse. They just stopped printing it and stopped selling it. But they read it at just the right time. I know. I know. And then here's the other piece of evidence that it was not yanked off the shelves. The author Oppenheimer he just wrote an op-ed for the New York Post where he basically rehashed all of the most scandalous claims from the book in the New York Post so an op an op-ed Oppenheimer it doesn't work it's another Avanzino <laughs> no <laughs> trying to make it work trying to make it work but okay Oppenheimer so, I guess op- yeah that's what I was yeah yeah Oppenheimer that's what I was so going okay they the, what that tells us is Oppenheimer and the New York Post lawyers feel confident enough in these claims that they're not going to get sued. So either the publisher was being overly cautious and Oppenheimer is like, fuck you guys. I still need to make money off this reporting. I'm getting, I'm writing an op-ed for the post or, you know, it's like, maybe he's trying to build demand. Cause it's very easy. I to could imagine see that. that. No one's buying this book anymore. And that's why they didn't renew the yeah. printing on it. So he could be trying to create demand for it and maybe it'll come back. So hopefully it'll come back. It is a good book. It is, like I said, I find it pretty sexist and a lot of the claims are pretty ridiculous. Like one of the things is like he, all these girls were at their house all the time. Right. And he kind of tries to turn that into a claim that the house was like a brothel and it's right. like, no, it's, it's called having daughters with friends. <laughs> right. Right. And like being so- just like home base. Yeah, there are a few things in there where you're just like, dude, come on. But yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 I agree. In- interesting publishing world drama that goes along with this book. So <laughs> yeah, we both loved the book, right? Paris is an Aquarius. She's a massive, massive Aquarius, I would say. Can you tell us what her big three are? So she actually says, like, I think in the first chapter, like one of the first parts, she says, I'm a sad rising Aquarius sun, Leo moon. She knows that she was born on the full moon. I thought it was interesting too. She referenced the moon a few times um in the book where she like at one point she was thinking about running away from one of these schools and she was talking about how like she couldn't decide whether she wanted to go when there was a full moon and the light was being illuminated like the dark was being illuminated Mm -hmm. or she wanted to go in the but then she said ultimately she was afraid to go when it was like dark moon because the the illumination actually made her feel safe, which I think is just kind of interesting. She was born on a full moon. So she's an Aquarius sun, Leo moon, sad rising. I think it's no surprise that she was friends with Britney Spears. They're highly compatible with a lot of Sag and Aquarius energy. Um, I think Paris is like the poster child, like her chart is perfect for her because it's like, 
yeah, she comes across, even if she's coming across as like a bimbo, she's like an expert bimbo. She's known as a runner, known to be running away, known to be, that is so Sagittarius, like to be known as this kid's a runner, this kid's wild. I mean, that really is. Where did she find her happy place? Being one of the amoebas on a dance floor, just getting into the rhythm of the music. That's like so Aquarius sun. And Leo Moon, all she's really trying to do is like express herself and how frustrating it is that nobody is believing what she's saying. I mean, that must've been so painful. Like thinking about her chart, thinking about a Leo Moon not being listened to is like, Oh. And it it happens over and over and over again. It starts with her when she's a little kid, just being like, so we were talking about big Kathy and her parenting style. It seems like the Kathy Hilton, she just was tried to be kind of um, a drill sergeant with her kids instead of, instead of like big Kathy, who was like, Ooh, we're going to find this alternate route to success and fame that no one else has thought of. And it's called making you all child stars. And then that's going to put you in front of rich guys. And then you're going to get these rich guys and blah, blah, blah. And Kathy, big Kathy's like, she's going for the same goal of her daughters marrying rich, right? but she's going about it in the tale as old as time, socially acceptable way of like, oh, you're going to an Ivy, you're going to boarding school and you're, and Nikki married a Rothschild. Right. Nikki is the poster child for what Kathy was going for. Yeah, exactly. When you're reading the book, it's like she she offers a lot of kind of professional and self-actualization advice and it's all really good and it's all really kind of common sense. But you also kind of want to just be like, Paris, you literally got this career because you opted into it. Like you didn't have to. Right, right. You know, like, and and the thing that she had that most people don't have is a hook. And her hook is, I'm the Hilton heiress. Paris Hilton, if, right. If she didn't have that, she'd be like Farrah Abraham. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, she, I, sorry. It's you're true. right, like, though. You're right. You're totally if, right. If you want to be famous for being famous, if you want to be just, influ- and I also love how she spun, oh my God, she's such an Aquarius. She spun her goal, which was worldwide adoration and fame, which is fine. I mean, same. But like she spins it into this altruistic thing of like, I want to help business owners by promoting their product. Like, shut up. I know. I know. Come on. But anyway, she like, she, she kind of, if she, if you want to be that and you're just a regular person without a famous last name or without money, you really have to get there by debasing yourself. Yeah. And even Paris and Kim had to sort of like, there was some debasement along the way. Yeah. Ultimate debasement. Yeah. So like, I mean, okay. I, I have to say, I like her. I've met her. I, I interviewed her at her house actually. Wow. And she is so nice. She knows where her bre- bread is buttered. She's nice to journalists and she was super chill and super cool. Cool. Um, but like, there's no denying, obviously the privilege. I'm trying to find this quote where she's like, okay, fine. I'll be honest. Like I had a lot of money. I had this, this, and this. But it's I still had to work, and it's oh, like oh okay, so did Kendall Jenner. I know, I know. It's you just kind of want to be like, you can, you can, you can pat yourself on the back for your acumen and the way that you did create. She did create a new type of celebrity. She yeah. absolutely did, and so did Kim Kardashian. But like, neither of them would have done it without their famous last names. Like, if Kim Kardashian didn't have the Robert Kardashian OJ Simpson connection, nothing. If Paris mm-hmm. didn't have the Hilton connection, nothing. So it's like. Mm-hmm. 
it's a lot of echoes of Prince Harry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She did transcend. Yes, 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 yes. Like she did. That is yes. hard. Like, especially at that time. That's true. Yeah. Like she wasn't really going to take off with acting, she, even though she did a little, she wasn't going to take off with singing, even though she did a little, but like, and doing the simple life was a stroke of genius. Like she genius. made some really, really smart decisions and she, you know, she does work, but like her idea of working is like going on a private jet to a DJ set and right. or, and then like going on another private jet to a photo shoot. And then like maybe a first class flight to the next photo shoot. And it's like, okay, like, yes, you are working a lot. You really are. I'm not trying to say that you're not, but like, so is everyone else. And we're all still burning. Well, right. The, the conditions are, are pretty good despite how busy it is. Like much easier to nap on your private jet than it is in economy. There are two things that I found really inspiring about it. I love it. The whole like prologue is like, for the record, this this is a book about ADD. And I, even in reading it, and then she was talking about how she's been sort of like medication fluid her whole life, which I also have and how- Wait, what's medication fluid? I think that's how she put it. Basically just like sometimes, like like just like sometimes on, sometimes off, trying to figure out how to work with this different like operating- system basically but it was really empowering the whole like prologue is like like it's it's your superpower it's my superpower but it was also sort of like and for the record if the book takes these like twists and turns like I almost in reading it I would I felt really seen I felt really I felt like there was permission for trying to figure out how to work with yourself and also I liked the way that she phrased like I sort of felt like oh that makes sense why I love astrology so much because like she kind of talks about how something in the ADD brain is that like because it's nonlinear, you see that like the past yeah. and the future and the present are sort of this like one timeline once like everything does come around seeds are planted and then you veer off the course but then it's like you know every door ends up coming around and getting closed it's like herald vibes and I was like yeah I relate to her like school experience where she's like like just this isn't for me like I don't yeah. learn this way and like and I, I just appreciated so much that she just normalized ADHD in women still struggles with it. And I, I actually find the book to be really easy to read, I think, because it's so nonlinear. I love that she's throwing recipes in the middle of shit. I love that she's connecting the dots from before and now, because that's actually how my brain works too. This is circular. Yeah. So my reaction was so like non-self-actualized. I had a very like shadow self reaction Ooh. when I- when I read the intro where she really is talking about having ADHD a lot and she mentions it so many times, I was like, Oh God, she's one of these people that makes ADHD her whole entire personality. That was my first thought. And then I was like, okay, but like I have ADHD. Yeah. You do like you're actually allowed to like claim it too. Right. So it's like, so imagine if I, instead of ignoring it, right. Also leaned into it and was like, okay, maybe this is my entire personality and like I can figure out how to work with it. So that was really, really eye-opening for me too, because just the fact that I had an eye roll experience at first. And then I, my second thought was like, no, 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 you're first of all, you're being a bitch. And second of all, this could be helpful. Like, and actually you're being a bitch more than anything to yourself. Yeah, exactly. That that self-denial is like, like you think you're like kind of being judgy of her, but you're not, you're actually going like, it's like, no Molly, like the part of you that's yeah. been like, no Molly, there's nothing fucking wrong with you. Just like shut up and do the work and like figure exactly. it out, you know, it's like, no, that's what I, I thought. It's so cool that I felt so 
like I felt that there was the stigma lifted from my and and the other thing too that I felt was stigma lifting was when she was talking about how she was like I'm gonna make like a hundred million dollars or whatever it was that she decided and there were just a few comments and I've been having a lot of like breakthroughs recently about uh my own shadow side too where like I've been just in denial about a lot of shit and like I when she said like there was a line where she basically was like just because like I have nothing now and you know I have nothing but like there was just something along the lines of like I'm allowed to want what I had growing up and I'm gonna create it for myself but I'm allowed to want yeah like I'm allowed to want my own money and I want that kind of freedom and I'm allowed to make it myself and I'm allowed to expect that kind of money because I know that it's possible and it's possible for me too even if I don't feel that I have that kind of power right now now the numbers don't even go there it's different worlds that we live in but like you know I don't know I just felt like I don't know there's this part of me that was like oh yeah like yeah like you used to say at the four seasons like why am I pretending that like I didn't like and that it's just so far away from me like it's impossible I'll never I'll never have the life that my parents gave me and it's like that's not true like I'm allowed to want nice shit I'm allowed to want my life back like yeah yeah wow yeah cool like that was really helpful for me yeah I also found myself getting angry at her when she keeps keeps getting kicked out of all these schools because I'm like you could you know what's coming you know she's getting sent to the fucking abuse camps and she keeps getting into these schools and each one sounds easier than the last, but she still keeps, <laughs> no, seriously, she even got totally. into like a professional children's school. Like, come on, that's perfect for her. I know, I know. She yeah, she should have thrived kicked, there, actually. You're correct. Because she still gets kicked out and it's because she keeps skipping class. And I was like, girl, what the fuck? What are you doing? Go to class. And then I remembered I almost didn't graduate because I skipped so much class senior year. Dude. <laughs> I had one more day left of absence before, but, and they, they couldn't have done it in good conscience because like, luckily for me, performance wise, unluckily for me, diagnosis wise, not only do I have ADHD, but I also am like, like I was gifted and talented when I was little and I'm like very hyper verbal and I I test really well. That's my thing. Whenever people are like, I try so hard at school, but I don't test well. I'm like, Oh really? Cause I got, I got one wrong on the verbal SATs. And I was like, mostly a B and C student because I didn't give a fuck, but I knew that I was smart enough to test well. So I didn't go to school a lot. I was just like, this is fucking stupid. Like I'm going to get into college. Thank God. My parents couldn't afford the the abuse school. Thank fucking God. You know, like all my parents could do was be like, you, better, you better go to school, Molly, right, right. or else. <laughs> really, right. There's no else actual else. threat. Right. Yeah. Who fucking knew I'm not going to school. I feel like, yeah, for, for, for us to be reading this memoir from this woman who, for all intents and purposes, has nothing in common with us, is just this rich girl. I'm shocked at how human she is. And okay. how much it's, good it's work really- that she's been doing to try to just communicate what's going on with the whole thing is about her just trying to be understood. And so she did have to understand herself first. And I, I get the sense that she did. And she has. I, I don't know because, okay, you said the same thing about Harry and I also disagreed. I don't know if she's been doing work. I don't think any, I, I, I think she's getting older and more mature and it's making her a oh. better person. She's not going around calling people fire crotch to the paparazzi anymore. <laughs> you know, she's not saying the N word, but I think it's really just kind of a byproduct of getting older, Maybe. but like, 
I, I don't know. I think she was always self-actualized just by virtue of being that rich kid whose parents in, instilled in her a confidence of like she says at one point, like about the school, the people that are torturing her at the school, like I still knew I was a Hilton and they couldn't take that away from me. Like that's really snob. That's some snob. That's snobby. But like, yeah, it's but also I get, and, but I think that's honest. Like I think yeah. on to I, that my version would just be like, I'm still funny no matter what. You know, right. Like, and like she's she's deriving this still to this day, deriving value from this legacy. And right. like, why not? I mean, we should all be proud of our parents and grandparents, maybe not the one that uh, beat Elizabeth Taylor for a week straight on their honeymoon. And then they had to get a divorce, which she does give a little mention to. I was like, that is ballsy. I'm sorry. That's like love her. I think she's great. But if a person who's been do quote doing the work is going to keep mm, Elizabeth Taylor's name out of out the park. Of her mouth <laughs> because yes. okay, let me then go and Google why did Elizabeth Taylor and Baron Hilton break up? Oh fuck, because he abused the shit out of her. Oh, and yet, yeah, and Paris Hilton is like so proud, and it's like I don't know. I felt like she really displayed a huge amount of forgiveness. Like Harry's book is missing forgiveness a little bit. Harry's book yeah. doesn't seem to really have any sort of it's almost like a first draft of like okay I'll finally say it here's my emotional experience whereas I felt that Paris at least the timing of this is she waited until she was at a point where th there's just a lot I think I find her to be I found her to be incredibly just gracious and and forgiving of everybody she, she doesn't come across as angry she doesn't yeah. come across as like holding on to shit she comes across as like so when I say process it's not like I'm not necessarily saying she's done the journal workbooks about like you know what color is my parachute but like I do think that she's really had to like to move out of the anger and blame phase into the I'm looking at it from a, I mean it's very Aquarian like I'm looking at it from this higher perspective um lens I, I think is maybe and maybe it is just aging but yeah I, but I, yeah. I think you might be giving her a little too much credit because I don't think she ever had the anger or blame phase with her parents I think that mm. she has had to construct a reality for herself where her parents are not at fault for this whatsoever because yeah. what if the opposite was true then she would have to do some real serious like and right. I mean yeah her parents were lied to but I mean at the end of the sec as at the end of the first half she doesn't say but we learn from what she does say that the only reason her parents took her out of that school a little early is because she said to her dad if you don't get me out of here I'm going to the Wall Street Journal and telling them everything right and she slips that nugget in there yeah yeah and she yeah, yeah connect it she doesn't say, and then they freed me. She lets it go another couple paragraphs. And then she's like, oh, and then my parents, uh, they, they let me, they came and got me a month early. And right. it's like, yeah, because you hit, you finally learned where, how to hit your parents where it hurts, which is the family legacy. Right. And if you went to the press and told them that it would ruin everything. So like, she knows that she knows that. And like, she, she she's smart though, man, either way, yeah. like, I just. Like, I just like her. Like, I, I think she's smart I know. and I, cool. She's smart and, and I don't blame her for, for keeping the truth at an arm's length, which is that her parents were complicit in it, whether they knew or not. I mean, it yeah, they takes, put her there. It takes a fucking ice cold bitch to hear your child call you on the phone sobbing multiple times and call the police to pick them up. I mean, that's where Pisces, we know that Kathy Hilton's a Pisces. 
Mm-hmm. And we know that she, I think, I believe I remember correctly, she's a Pisces sun, Aries moon, right? Either way, Pisces is so interesting because on the one hand, it is the sign of like highest love, like all encompassing sort of like grandma energy, like the most spiritual. But on the other hand, it's also like, it's like so encompassing of everything that like, it includes like abuse and it includes being able to turn a blind eye and it it includes sort of the fantasy reality of whatever you want to tell yourself is going on and not wanting to like see like what you don't feel is convenient for you to like actually recognize, which sort of is what Kathy Hilton did. She's like, like, oh, I I actually can't go there with you, Paris. Like, that's like the vibe. It's like, oh, I can't, I can't like, I can't do this with you again. And it's like, oh my God, like mom. It's it's really easy to Monday morning quarterback her parenting or anyone's parenting for that matter. But like, I mean, the, and this, I'm not saying that any parent, boomer parent in the nineties would have been capable of this, but the move was, why is my kid skipping school? Cause she right. wants to go to raves. Okay. Let's teach her how to play music. Let's teach her how to make clothes. Like let's go deeper into right, this, like lean into her strengths, this clear passion that she has. But again, like I said, I mean, that's so beyond so many, especially when you have her Kathy Hilton, little Kathy has her own trauma from growing up. Well, that's right. She's terrified that none of the Richards Hilton sisters finished college. Actually, Kathy might've been the only one, but like they did not have orthodox, normal upbringings. And they all resent that. You can hear them. They all talk about it. They're like, I can't believe I did my schooling on a Hollywood set. And like Kathy just thought so desperately that if she could get her girls to have the most conventional upbringing possible, they would be happy. But she just didn't see what her daughter actually wanted or needed, which was a creative outlet. And here's the other thing having blinders on when you come, when it comes to your parents is also something that runs in this family because. Right. Oh, wow. If you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the way they talk about their mother. Oh my God. She's like June Cleaver. It's like, she was the best woman alive. She would like, nothing was wrong. And I don't think Paris is hiding anything when she talks about her grandma in these glowing tones, because I also had my grandma on my mom's side was very cruel to my mom and her siblings. And she wasn't like as bad with her grandkids. It's just the way it goes. But like, yeah, I think, I think they've seen it from their parents and they're going to keep doing it. And I absolutely do not blame Paris whatsoever for not wanting to confront her parents part in this. That story where she, where she was escaping from the airport and she kicked the door into the like care. I mean, she is resourceful money aside. This bitch is, is ready for what's the like combat, like, um, sensory. It's like, she's actually like, like surveying every scene and makes use of whatever she can. Yeah. She's like, she's like, provides like survival for herself. She's like the hallway fight scene of old boy. Like where (laughs) he's just going down the hallway, beating the shit out of every single person. And you're just like, where the hell did that come from? Yeah. She's a little skinny under malnourished teenage girl. It's like, wow, what like inner strength? Like, yeah. yeah. I was shocked that she would like, I just was shocked that she was so strong. Like, objectively strong yeah and fearless absolutely let's go through some like, of the quotes that we've highlighted um she talks about in very early how she was never that into coke and she tried it but she said um 
Most women who did coke back in the 90s looked beat by the mid-aughts. I won't say I never tried it, but I wasn't about to sacrifice my complexion for it. Same with cigarettes. You may as well hit yourself in the face with a shovel. No, that hit me hard. That, that hit me hard. It's bad for my skin for sure. It's bad for your skin and your lungs. Hello. Yeah, yeah. It's not healthy. It's not a healthy habit. So then she lays out the rules <laughs> of her family, which, which are, I mean, this is such a giveaway as well. Because this applies to what I'm saying about the way that she sort of slips in these nuggets about how she knows that her parents fucked up. But she says, if you don't talk about a thing, it's not a problem. If you hide how deeply something hurt you, it didn't happen. So she's hiding the hurt that her parents caused her and pretending it's only the school's fault. If you Mm. pretend not to notice how deeply you hurt someone else, you don't have to feel bad about it. Mm. And you can see that when she kind of is like, Later on, she glosses over all her like N-word scandals and everything, just being like, oh, well, you know, I was used to that school where you do this, this, and this. And it's like, okay. She still makes you still not nice. Yeah. You're still not supposed to say the N-word. Like, I don't know. It's good to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, were they really dropping N-bombs in that school? Actually, I think they probably were, but like, that's, we'll get there with those, you know, we'll get there. Yeah. Okay, so this is another little little nugget that you could take as a little dig against Kathy, but I'm not sure. She says, I had no clue how much silly energy she had, meaning Kathy Hilton, bottled up inside her until she signed on to do The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in 2021. It was like somebody popped a cork on a bottle of pink champagne. Now, this is really, like, this is a real gift to fans of the show because... She kind of, she came onto the show and acted like this huge ditz and so many people were obsessed with it. And it just, I mean, I'm sorry. It came across so fake to me. Her big line in the first, first episode was someone said, we can't pretend everything's hunky dory. And she goes, who is hunky dory? Well, how fucking interesting though, actually putting this together, which is like, yeah, she was taking a page from her daughter's playbook and she was like, oh, I'll just try dumb blonde too. Yeah. And so Hunky Dory makes an appearance in this book. Paris says it, which I was like, I wonder if that's also intentional because I do think absolutely intentional. And then in earlier seasons of Beverly Hills, Kim and Kyle say it. So it's like Hunky Dory is a thing that is said in this family. Like she knows what Hunky Dory is. She knows it's a figure of speech. But like also just to say, I had no idea my mom had so much silly energy. It's like, oh, really? Your mom wasn't silly with you? Like, okay. And also, like, it's also pretty silly to pretend you don't, like, like, epitome of silly is being like, who is Hunky Dory? Like, that's fucking silly if you obviously know what Hunky Dory means. Yeah, yeah. She has this, yeah, she has this line that I really liked, and it wasn't like me to like this, because it's a little bit, it's it's very much like uh, quotes wrongly attributed to Marilyn Monroe on the internet kind of thing, but (laughs) I liked it. She said, true sophistication is the ability to fit in anywhere because you have a broad understanding of and respect for all kinds of people. Now that's a real Aquarius. That's a real Aquarius statement. Yes. That is that's Aquarius. Aquarius take. Yep. yep. That's so true. That's so true. So yep. here's one part where she talks about her legacy. We understood that our family name carried weight and drew attention. We had a certain place in society, which came with certain expectations. I think this is a really good outlook for rich people because I think they should feel guilty. They should feel the weight of society on their totally. shoulders. Yes. Should, yeah. Like they should you feel have a huge like, responsibility. If you're going to have all the money, you have to do something with it. That's, that's helpful to others. Exactly. So I, I like that. I think rich people like, like rich people think they're better than us, whether 
whether or not they have this idea. So we might as well add some, a little bit of like burden to it, you know? Could not agree more. Um, she says that when she was skipping school to go to, oh, she, she spells her cousin Farah's name wrong so many times. <laughs> you think that's intentional? No, but I think it's funny. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Housekeeping's here. Housekeeping's here. Oh, just tell them 10 more minutes. Paris goes into this little mini monologue that is something I've said a million times before, which is. It's not fair to call models stupid because they're actually just like 19. I know, right? At the very beginning, right? She was like, you all need to have grace for the models. Everyone thinks models are like idiot partiers, but actually they're kids. Yeah, they literally are. Like when I worked at like a job I used to work at, there was models around all the time. And like, yeah, they were they were dumb as shit. But like then I they were like, like 19. She's a child. Like she's yeah. literally a child. And it made me even more angry that like grown men prey on them and bring and like you know act like they're gonna wine wine them and dine them and show them the world and probably like laugh at them behind their backs how stupid they are and it's like no but you're like preying on toddlers like these girls like, are literally 19 i was watching the news and there was a teacher strike going on like public school teachers have been striking across the land um teachers and like the staff and it's just interesting because it's like if we think about what we're doing to kids like we're actually not paying the people that are caring for our children but all the money is going to people who are exploiting our children it's nothing but a reflection of our own self-hate as adults like like because it really is like we are one you know hate to be corny here but like the future of our planet it actually is like it's like nothing with the kids matter actually so like right Well, I think it's just, we all feel so powerless and like the people that get the power, their kids are doing great. So it's Mm -hmm. not immediately affecting them. It's just like the kids that live in bumblefuck nowhere that are getting screwed over. But it's like, you think about these, you think about these young models and it's like, some of them are like Paris who just like got to get like, just walked, always walked like that star and like walked herself into the Wilhelmina office or whatever. But then there are other kids that were like discovered in the mall who are finding themselves at these parties when they're 17 years old, wearing adult clothing, doing this adult work at these parties where there's drugs and drinking. And it's like, for them to come across as like stupid or dumb, it's like, no, they're, they are actually our youth. (laughs) Right. Like they have a right to not be as adept as an adult. And it's not even it's not even just the party scene. I mean, that's their work day, their work day. They are the one kid in the room surrounded by a bunch of adults who are controlling a ton of money and exploiting these models images to sell things. So it's just, I mean, like, yeah, it's not working in a coal mine, but I think it's gotta be one of the biggest like mind fucks of a job that you can have. I was just going to say, right. It's not, it's not like outwardly, like, it's not like overtly fucked up but it, it is confusing yeah when you're like well, oh, my worth is to show up remain looking childlike so that I keep being like elevated to this these levels where I'm still just expected to be like a doll yeah and most of them won't even make that much money like most of right. them they kind of just like flail around at the catalog and runway level like you really only start making the big bucks when you get hired to do campaigns like advertising campaigns and that's such a small subsection so like a lot of these girls they exit the modeling industry owing their agency money for room and board and everything and it's just like it just chews them up and spits them out a few years ago I had a client you know her she's a big time Victoria's Secret like she's a big time model and if you look at her Instagram, you'd be like, oh, wow, this model is like flying all over the world. And like, she's with, you know, rubbing elbows with like the elite of the elite. And she's so fucking gorgeous. And 
booking campaigns object you would you will know who she is when i show you a picture she's famous but the job sucks actually and it's funny because what she hired me for wasn't even about like money or whatever it was about she didn't know how to take back control of her time because she was like you don't understand what it's like I feel like I, I like I'm owned by and the way that modeling works too it's very like can you be out tomorrow can you be in Milan tomorrow and then yeah, it's like yeah. well, the agents do front the the tickets because you don't have that kind of money it's also why like remember back in the day when like America's Next Top Model it's like it was always so surprising to me when you'd watch these like modeling shows and some of them would be like literally people that were just plucked out of the mall other people had like careers built and it's like they still were broke and it's yeah. like and they're like out here, like representing the the most couture high end shit. And it's like, they're eating fucking, you know, the, the cheese and crackers at the fucking craft services and like hoping that they're full. Yeah, it sucks. But I mean, it's really hard to feel bad for them because it is such a pole vault into this world where you have access yep. to all these people. And if you are smart about it, you will become super wealthy, whether it's getting a job in fashion, just marrying a rich guy, like, and right. you're gorgeous. So no one's going to feel bad for you. But like, well, I think that's why when the whole Adam Levine thing happened, and we were like, Binti might stay with him, whatever her name was like, she might stay with him because like, like what is she gonna do like yeah what else is she gonna do yeah and yeah Paris had a great quote that I really liked this was really I highlighted this an accomplished party girl is a facilitator oh my god I wrote I highlighted that one too that was the next one I was gonna say oh my god yeah a facilitator a negotiator a diplomat she's the sparkler and the match know your worth girls you're not lucky to be at the party the party is lucky to have you apply as needed to relationships jobs and family we've all heard that like they're lucky to have you kind of thing, but I don't know why it's the way she said it really. It's no, I'm telling in. you this book was actually more effective than all of the nonfiction self-help books that line my fucking bedroom. Like, because yeah. even her, her saying that and her even like, yeah, she's a Hilton, she's rich, but like her making it clear that like everything she like, even with all of her wealth, like everything she does, she's charging for, she's not giving shit away for free. And she's right. Everything is better because she is there, right? Being a party girl, isn't like you fucking lose or you fucking throw away in your life. No, she's a party. She's a famous party girl because she's makes the, she's totally fucking right. She makes the party. And it really helped me reframe like, Oh, wait a second. Like, 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 sorry to charge you all for conversations, but like, actually it's a service, like it's your skill. Yeah. Just being able to, and it's really a larger issue, but I think like women's work and how we don't actually think that we should be like charging for and paying for what women actually do bring to the table, which is oh, like nurturing support, right? That party, a party sucks without hot women, <laughs> without I know. women. My, all my new material about surrogates that I need to try out yeah. is like, you know, the, the clincher is like of course you should be able to pay women to carry a baby because guess who's been doing it for generations? Men. Since the beginning of time, that's literally what marriage is. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah. We should be getting, I'm getting paid for it. Like, right. It's right. Because my, because life, you have, you're, well, you're married, you did it in order. Yeah. And like, it's, I mean, I would love to, to have a raise, but <laughs> <laughs> come on, Nick, I can get into that boss's office. Mommy needs raise. Yeah. But Let's like, go. It, it is the thing. And like, when I was on that BBC show, um, this is my house. I had like this little throwaway line that they aired and Fern Max dead. I was talking to the real Fern and she's amazing. <laughs> I fucking love her. She's so cool. I don't know if she listens to the pot or not, but she's great. She we're talking and I was like, I'm pretending that, that I own the house. And I'm like, oh yeah, I have cleaning ladies. And she's like, how could you ever have cleaning ladies? Like that's so, you know, uh, like 
you know, what is the yeah, word? Like, like immoral yeah, and yeah, wrong, yeah. exploitative. And I'm like, because I think it's the most feminist thing you can do. You I can, agree. You need to be paying someone to clean your house. Why am I going to, I'm going to clean my house for free. Yep. Right. Why would I and, do that? Well, and it's also like, for the record, like, that's also why we have like that, the strike that I was watching. It wasn't just supporting the teachers. It was like for the janitors and yep. like the kitchen staff. It's like, also for the record, if anybody's listening, if you're not clear, let me just put it out there right now. If you want good karma and you want to be a normal person in the world, every time you leave a hotel room, leave some, leave a tip for the, for the cleaning yes. people, you fucking yes. assholes. I mean, if we want to talk about exploitation, we talk about what they get paid. Right. That's what the the conversation is it's not women shouldn't get paid to clean houses that's right, women not have the, to clean houses either way right like the men are not going to do it they don't freaking know how like they don't even mm-hmm. know how to clean their toothbrush of old toothpaste before they put it back in the fucking cabinet let me just give you one just little hope for the future when i was in philly and i had to have my my pants apartment like super deep clean because i had literally been acting like i was an 18 year old boy in there and i needed like the company that I ended up going with just jerking it. I was, no, I was literally jerking it and just like having hose over and like, just fucking, yeah, just fucking ripping the bong and shit. And like, um, (laughs) but actually though in my onesie, but, um, so, but the cleaning service I hired, I was, it was an accident. It was men who came and did it. These These two gorgeous men. And I actually, it was the first time, no, this is really like pathetic, but it was the first time I've ever like stayed and hung out and like sort of helped because they were hot. And I was like, wait, men cleaning. And also we were like, like, this is internal misogyny <laughs> because I had that happen one time too. I hired a cleaner and a man showed up and I was cleaning, embarrassed because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this man is going to like see all my mess. Like he but, shouldn't have to do this. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait. Why do I have, a, why do I think the man should be, do, this is like me being fucked up now. No, I was doing so much like, don't judge me. Like, ha ha ha. Like, I, like I've been like, sometimes I clean. Like I was like, I wanted them to know, like, I'm not a gross person. It's like, I know yeah. I would never fucking like qualified for any woman. I'd be like, yeah, thank you. Here's yeah, extra exactly. money. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm gross. But like, no, I was like, for the record, I'm a nice girl for the record. Like, <laughs> like, I know. Oh my God. Okay, she has like a few mentions of Real Housewives where she speaks of them pretty reverently that I was really, really surprised by. And it does also just, I don't know why I thought she would be snobby about it, but I really like that she wasn't. She has one little thing where she refers to the hot matriarchs, mom, Kris Jenner, Faye Resnick, Aunt Kyle, and Aunt Kim. Yes. Which is so funny because if you yep. watch Beverly Hills, you know that it's actually the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. That's her full- <laughs> nomenclature and then she brings up that she name drops bethany saying bethany frankel a friend of aunt kyle's was our nanny at the time they were both 19 or 20 like she's like impressed that bethany was her nanny and like wait but how was bethany i I meant to okay you you and i had like the same no we had like the same notes though i'm really thrilled to see yeah yeah yeah. how wait how what yeah bethany was her nanny bethany's been crawling and scraping since the jump like she has been she's one of those people who like She's like original Kim K getting into Paris's closet. Yeah, she was going to pop off no matter what. And like, we should do her chart sometime. She's an interesting character. Yeah, she's a Scorpio. She's like, she gives me hope because like, yes, New York was the thing that put her on the map, Real Housewives of New York. And it is her true calling in life. I mean, she shines on that show like nothing else. She's had so many spinoffs. Love you, Bethany, but none of them hit like Real Housewives of New York. But like, even if she never got cast on Real Housewives, she still would have been something. Like she- something would have popped off for her. And it's like, because she always knew the right 
places to go. Like, let me move to LA. Let me become friends with Kyle Richards. Let me nanny for Kathy wow. Hilton. Like, this is all going to like these, these seeds are being planted. Wow. Nick said a really corny inspirational fitness quote to me the other day. That was so good. <laughs> he said, it's not about consistency. It's a, it's not about motivation. It's about consistency. It's so true. It's right. Like you yeah. don't need to be like, I'm going to do it. Right. You just you have, have to show to up and do it. Keep planting the seeds. Yeah. Yep. As I spent yep. my entire day cleaning my house instead of doing work. But no, but here we are at the space trash. We're just watering the garden, even though the, the roots haven't sprouted yet or whatever. The, yeah. 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 They no stem quite yet. She goes into her mom's little um, child acting career. She had small yes. parts in Bewitched, Nanny and the Professor, Family Affair, and the Rockford Files. When she was 18, she played a backup singer on Happy Days and a bunch of other stuff. She went to Montclair Prep where she was friends with Michael Jackson. She just speaks so glowingly of her mother. And we kind of already talked about how like this, I think this is genuine and strategic at the same time. Like I think, yes, like I think all of those kids genuinely love and respect their parents and they know that like, because like at the end of the day, like all of the Hiltons love to say like, no, you don't understand. We actually don't inherit the fortune. It's like, okay, but I know you're not inheriting nothing. Well, that like, you're was inheriting even something. in the first like sentence of this book. That's basically what it starts with. Like she's basically like, I'm really proud to be exactly like my abusive granddaddy, Conrad. But also we're working people and like he, he left all of it to charity. And it's like all of it. No, he definitely didn't leave all of it to all charity. And like, it. also like your dad's not going to do that. There's no way that Rick Hilton is going to leave because he worked his ass off too and built an empire right. on in real estate, which is really hard. And like, right. he, I don't think he's going to leave that to charity. I think he's going to divide it among his kids for sure. Of course he is. And, but I do think that's really interesting, right? Like to think of it, not in terms of like, I'm talking about my mother so lovingly because we actually are genuinely really close, but it's also like just making sure that even though you're about to tell a story where you actually like in a way reveal how poorly cared for you were like as an adolescent and how little, even if they were brainwashed or whatever, but like your parents fucked up, like, yeah. like the, her parents fucked up. Royally. She has a couple pages later, she's talking about how her mom bought her some shoes that the kids made fun of her for. And she says, I hate you. Why did you buy me these shoes? Everyone is so mean. If I said I hate you to my mother, uh, it's just, it's, but it's also, I would like, have a speech oh. impediment right now. Like I, <laughs> that was not, that's not allowed. So like, it's like, that is something where it's like a little bit more revealing than what she thinks it is. It's like, you got to say, I hate you to your mom over shoes. Yeah, she bought you live to tell the tale. And then she's like, once you're on that end of the bully dynamic, school can get pretty torturous. My grades started to slide like I I don't know. I'm sure Paris was on every end of the bully dynamic you can possibly think of. Just she seems kind of big bully energy. And also, like, didn't we start this whole thing with the prologue to ADD and you were undiagnosed at that time? Like maybe your grades slipped because you had um, attention deficit disorder and you were not diagnosed. Yeah, so I, don't so know if this, was, I just don't know if the shoes. I don't know if it was the shoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she was leaving her <laughs> middle school bestie Nicole Ritchie, and she says together we aspire because she got kicked out of that school because her grades were so bad. Together we aspired to be the kind of cool girls Bethany and Kyle were. I mean, that is like such a feather in Bethany and Kyle's caps to totally. get. Like, I cannot believe Bethany's not all over TikTok singing the praises of her mentions in this book and reading them and reading them and reading them over and over and over again. Like, that is such a line on the resume for the two of them to be like, yeah, Paris wanted to be us. Like she's giving, she's giving them a gift with that. Paris is whatever you want to say, a wonderful business person because she's so smart in baking all of these famous names and people 
into her memoir because yeah. it might be a really it, it would be like a very organic way to get them to promote it or to get people excited about it. Like she gives so many mentions to like Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, like all of these people, Kyle, Kyle, Bethany, like the whole thing is like star studded with the biggest names ever, who also some of them could probably use a little bump of like, Mm -hmm. you know, Paris's support. But if they're going to get that bump from Paris, they're going to need to share. Like, it's like, it's just really interesting sort of like, like, like the smartest grassroots marketing we've seen and you know what I mean it's like oh yeah. the re- like okay let's we, let's tag the real the real fern and then when she listens to the pod as a result and shares it because she's a part you know what I mean it's like we're not really yeah, like yeah. capitalizing on name dropping the way that I right. think she expects to every name Paris drops is effectively an Instagram tag and yep. it's like okay I did my duty so now like are you going to share the book or what you know right. and Literally. I'm sure she sent them each a copy of the book and had a little personalized thing that was like I'm so happy that you're part of my story, like kind of thing so that they would have to read it so that then they would like feel even more pressure to kind of like sing the praises. So yeah, she's a smart cookie. Um, A couple pages later, she reveals how she walked in on her mom reading her diary to her, to her mom's friends and doing a funny voice. It's my nightmare. That's my number one nightmare on earth. Kathy Hilton is a meanie. Like she is a meanie. And Pisces can really, the boundarylessness of Pisces can really be scary. Yeah, like that. That's not nice. It's, it's so. Not- it's no. It's it's not not. It's it's cruel. Yeah, I used to hear my mom sometimes talking with her friends, not even in a making fun of me way, but like sincerely. Sh- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like, I'm, I'm worried about Sarah or like, oh, Sarah broke up with Dave or whatever. And I would be like, how dare you this is why i don't tell you anything side note i tell her everything all the time and either way she's fucking stupid around my shit too but she would never like she wasn't even doing it in like a performative way but i was like you're exposing my it feels like yeah it feels like a betrayal yeah and to imagine like you're the your diaries the comedy act for her for your mom and their friends like she went in there and like invaded i mean i do think there is a theme here with paris where it's like over and over and over and over just like invasions 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 yeah, invasions, the whole thing crazy. It's yeah. like, oh my God, it's so yeah. sad. And it's I mean, really like, look, and, it's, and then it's like, it's like not just, it's like the theme. It, that is like the theme of yeah. every, it, it runs through the entirety of her life. And I think it's because like her life is spectacular. She's a yeah. tall, thin, blonde, gorgeous, good at business, born rich, will remain rich until the day she dies, has been yeah. proposed to 700 times. Like she's got, it all she does and on paper and in real life so like 
I think that kind of, and she was so guarded for so long, like until she opened up about the school on that documentary, nobody knew really who the real her was because you're just like, okay, this is just a girl who got everything handed to her. Yes. She made a few good business decisions, but like, who is she really? So it kind of makes people and this is not to victim blame at all, but I think it makes people want to chip away even more because like Kathy, even Kathy was probably in awe of her daughter. She was probably like, I want to know what's really going on with Paris. Like she's stunning. I I get her being genuinely curious, but you don't have to like fucking, you don't have to like read it to your friends, but I understand as like from a, even just as a nosy girlfriend, I don't know. You know, I understand the the instincts. Just like, yeah, what is going on in her life? To use it as material is the true betrayal. Fucked up. I mean, truly fucked up. I think we all know our moms read our diaries when we were little. a thousand. Like, I mean, who wouldn't? But like, well, did yeah. I ever tell you? Remind me later if we have time. Remind me to tell you the Tony story. I have a very very funny story about my oh. mother reading one of my brother's IMs and confronting him about being gay, and he wasn't gay, but she read something wrong, and it's very very funny. That is funny. I'm, I'm, it's, like, it's almost like Kathy wanted to knock her own daughter off a pedestal a little bit. Like well, I to do her wonder friends, if, that's so fucked up. It's to true. her own friends. Like Kathy was like, let me put my daughter down in front of my own friends. Yeah. It's unthinkably mean It's and, yeah. and insecure. And I do wonder, I mean, it's almost like we were talking before, like about how like in a way, Kathy was like, I'm raising you totally different than I was because of the ways that, because of what I learned from the industry, et cetera, et cetera. Although the other piece of it is Kathy was like, no, I didn't want to be an actress. I was a singer and I should have been a star baby. It's like, I wonder if there were, was a part of her that was just genuinely like jealous of. Yeah. And like, and I also wonder like, well, I guess we'll get there in the book, but like, I wonder if she was even jealous of Paris's relationship with big Kathy. Maybe. Yeah. And that she, that Paris was growing up with all of the luxury that Kathy had to work for as a child. Like this is another level from having child exploitation again, though. Yeah. From having a poor, instead of having like a poor childhood, it's like, no, you are the breadwinner childhood. That's a whole different level of fucked up. So yeah, Kathy was probably jealous of how easy Paris's life seemed. And she Mm -hmm. probably was so frustrated that Paris couldn't just buckle down and do the work and was like why can't you go into this like I've done it I've secured the bag I've married a rich guy who's got an empire a real estate empire and I did it for my children and all I need you to do is stay in the lines and go to an Ivy League school and like you will have all this and more so like for her not to do that and to want to take a different path like I I kind of get why that was a betrayal to Kathy but like not, well, I, not even ever use the cruelty of the of the diary stunt obviously yeah, and I also it's like it, I get where it might have felt like a betrayal to Kathy but I also think you know based on the sisters literally like still fighting about everything on television as a like means to an like Kyle and Kim needed housewife like Kathy does doesn't really as much but well now she's them- getting into it she was like she really made that last Beverly Hills yeah, reunion did. her bitch. Like, well, she- but I almost feel like if that was that, that actually wasn't about money though. That was about vindication of like, yeah, I actually am the star that I was supposed to be too. And actually I am going to take a cue from my brilliant fake dumb daughter and, and wonder about hunky dory because actually I learned from my child. She would never say that. But I yes. think that, I think that, yeah, there, there was an overwhelming, no matter how successful any of like Kathy or the Richard sisters were, I do think that they're like Kathy Hilton's big win is that she married Rick Hilton. It wasn't because she popped off in any sort of real way. 
Yeah. And I mean that, but kind of what I loved about that reunion, as much as I do love to watch Lisa Rinna, sorry, can't help it. I I love her on the show. Like that was an extended revenge ploy on behalf of Kim. And like, I, I love that because the reason why I can't get down with Kyle is the way that she used Kim's alcoholism as a a cudgel to beat her with on national television. Like that was, I just think it's disgusting. Like I know that having an addict sibling is terrible, but then like, okay, don't bring them on the TV show with you. Like obviously it's a bad idea. And like, it seems like Kyle from the beginning just wanted to be like, like, no, look, I'm the good sister. Like, yeah. even though she had the yeah. real, she was the real child star icon. I'm the one with it all together. Look what a mess she is compared to me. And like, you can just tell from the way that she always did the show. So like Kathy coming in and just reading Lisa Rinna to filth was like, no, actually you can't fuck with the Richard sisters because yeah, I'm here now, you know? Yep. And like, yep. yeah, Kyle might let you run all over Kim, but like, this is not going to happen. And my house is bigger than yours. So like, actually you are fucked. Well, and I do kind of love that. And I relate to the whole, like, I can talk shit about my sisters and my family, but you can't. Oh, like, yeah, I love, I like that. Like, I like that. Like, it's like, all right, yeah, you're still allowed to be like a bitchy sister and a bitchy daughter and a bitchy mother, but you're not allowed to like, you do still have to be a watchdog for ev- like, ev- like, oh, it's like, yeah. you get to, you win that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, we can, t- not that we would Casey, we're choosing an example, but it's like, if we were to be like, I'm going to tell you a funny story about Luke and like, I can, cause he's my brother, Luke. But if anybody else were like, oh, remember that time that Myra read Luke's messages? I'd be like, yeah, it's not your story to tell. Like, yeah, don't, exactly. Don't tell the story. I'll tell the and story. Like Kyle's- Kyle's MO seemed to be the opposite. It seems right. to be like, I'm going to do the most tepid support of my sister right. and pretend, but actually really be saying she's a lost cause the whole time while allowing everyone else to trounce all over her because she's one of the lowest status members of this group. Like after bringing her into this. Really? Exactly. Oh God. It's okay, really well, mean. On- it's really it's- fucking mean. It's all it's mean. So mean. <laughs> Holy shit. Exactly what she was doing, bringing, bringing uh, Kim on that show. So, yeah. okay. Oh, now yeah. we get into when she, when her um predator teacher comes to her house, <gasps> to Paris's house and she sneaks out and goes and sits in the front seat with him and they drive around and start making out. And then her parents. Wait, so for anybody that didn't read it and is just using us as a cliff. So it's the, the long and short of it is that she was in this school there was a hot teacher. Everyone said he was the hot teacher and the teacher started to kind of groom her over time to like, let her know, like, it's too bad you're an eighth grader. And like, what were the student was saying? It was like, yeah, you know, well, we like, think it, yeah. So then the, he then went one to day her he house, arrived. Yeah. they made out and her parents saw and chased them around. And she of course blamed herself for years and her parents never even talked to her about it. I mean, no one said anything. No one ever said anything. They just pretended that it never happened. I mean, that is insane. And what's also insane too is like that this guy, like how embarrassing for this dude. First of all, I think it's cool that she doesn't name him because he should just feel like he should just feel the. Oh, I wish she, I mean, I don't know. I don't get to have a point of view about what. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I love or not love, but like, it's sort of like one of those things where, because like if she were to name him now, it would just be like drama instead of just like well, the shame of like you nameless hot teacher pedophile like you lose whatever job he has now if she named him true and like true. maybe other girls would come forward and say oh hey, i wonder yeah that too. yeah actually you're right yeah maybe it's i was just thinking from like an ego perspective i kind of get being like my first like assailant who like doesn't even need to be named because it's like you're one of many and like you don't fucking matter but like ultimately you were the start of this like 
terrible like, pattern but then terrible the thing pattern is, he's relieved now that she didn't name him you know like yeah, he so, prob- yeah true that yeah but so she says she didn't want to say pedophile or child molester because that would be casting herself in the role of victim and i just couldn't go there i couldn't accept that all his praises all those affirmations an eighth grade girl desperately needs to hear came Aww. from a place of malevolence and i was stupid and vain enough to buy it so sad oh and then it's like fucked up too because like the minute that he almost got caught by her parents like it, it actually does remind me of this season of the bachelor where he's like i didn't even mean to get out of the car like like i'm now gonna ghost you like he basically like after he yeah this adult teacher came to his child student child eighth grade child student's house and like kissed her in her parents driveway like a fucking idiot um yeah. like if you're gonna be if you're gonna rape and be pedophile do it smart but like it's like he just did it in front of this house like and then was like shook like oh no oh no i'm gonna get in trouble what are we even doing here we are not doing anything here teach you're doing something here like yeah what the fuck this is a real t- side note but she says as surely as plastic bags make the wind blow, the shame was on me for ruining this poor man's life. What is as surely as plastic bags make the wind blow? I think that she's okay. So I that I caught that too. Have I you was thinking ever. She, heard no, no, she's. It, the, I think the point is plastic bags blow in the wind. Plastic bags don't make the wind blow. So she was saying like, oh, like, okay, like just she's because these sarcastic. two things are, yeah, like just because these two things like go hand in hand doesn't mean that one causes the other. In fact, it's the opposite. Okay, smart, smart ghostwriter. So, okay. Smart ghostwriters, right? I did think that I was like, this is a very funny book and this is very well written. And I don't, I want to know who wrote it. (laughs) You can tell there's, there's little parts that you can tell are like a ghostwriter, but it's fine. It's, her it's voice still shines be- through and she's and I thought and I think it's funny I actually think there are real moments of comedy yeah um I like this too she talks about Marilyn Monroe she said being abused when she was a kid we were given a choice you're a stupid child who was deceived used and thrown away like garbage or you're an irresistible siren whose beauty and allure have the power to change someone's mind sway their soul and alter their behavior given the choice between victim and influencer Marilyn and I embraced our siren selves the leap to influencer is definitely a big one but i i like the it's very interesting sentiment that like it makes you completely understand why a lot of the time people go down maybe more of a hypersexual route when they do have abuse in their past like i've never heard it laid out that way and it really makes it makes complete sense what was i reading the other day oh like this would be bad radio i'll stop that thought but like if it comes to me i'll or something I was watching that was addressing exactly that, like someone's decision to like basically turn, I don't know, what was it? Someone's, it was an article, it was someone's decision to like turn the tables and like take back because it had already been done, like to, to part of like being, having a career that was hypersexualized. Oh, I'm stupid. Maybe it was Pamela Anderson. Ha 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 ha. Um, and we talked about it here on the podcast and it was her documentary. Um, but Pamela yeah, Anderson, this- who ended up marrying one of the guys who did, the guy who did Paris Hilton's sex tape. And right. conveniently, right. like barely mentioned it in her. Right. I, I I still just can't even. I mean, for that's her, so like, that is such a blind spot to just not address that. That's so yeah. weird. And so to have weird. your whole thing be about like I was exploited by this sex tape, and then I went and married the same exact guy who exploited someone else. And like, I mean, she was in her forties or fifties when she married that guy. It's kind of like it's really weird. I don't understand. And I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and be like, you know, maybe she, maybe she was pursuing that guy or she was interested in that guy because of some sort of Stockholm syndrome or something but I know that's what I was just gonna say I was just gonna say perhaps it's the same thing that Paris is saying about why she didn't want to acknowledge that her teacher was actually a predator because it's like almost too painful to like it's like right you're like no Paris is okay and I'm okay and we're all okay this guy's a big old dick yeah exactly and I love I can't believe that he's the one that she married twice 
with and he had a crack pipe. It's like, yo, all of the signs, man, all the signs, man. Yeah. It's, what do we need? What do we need for men to actually get us to steer clear? I don't understand. I don't how know. How many red flags? How many red flags? Like, yeah, this is not yard work. It's not, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean something good is happening here. It means stay off the lawn. Yeah, exactly. So this part where, um, she goes to live with her grandma, um, and she says, one day I came home upset because the boy was being mean to me in class. Graham Cracker knew his parents. So she called him on the phone and cursed him out. Listen, you ugly little pimple face. Don't fuck with my granddaughter. If you so much as speak to her again, I'll come over there and destroy you. What do you think about a grandmother using those sort of tactics? I mean, it's making me clutch my pearls a little bit. Mm. I don't. I would like to know what are the specifics of how he was being mean to Paris also because well right I mean to call like a 15 year old an ugly little pimple face is definitely I mean it seems like a little bit of an escalation well I mean a lot of escalation has happened throughout the course of the beginning of this book like everything about this has escalated so like I guess to me the thing that that I took away from it was like you know like in a world where big Kathy is raising three daughters and they're all struggling to survive. And that's the way she's acting. It, it, it makes no sense. And it's really damaging versus it might've been the kind of standing up for that Paris needed. And even though from a grandmother, right, because it is deeply inappropriate because her parents never did. And it never. sort of is in the, it's in the tone of where I think Kathy Emanzino, blah, 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 Hilton, whatever, not Hilton, mommy of Hilton. It's like her, wherever she was like arrested developments, like, it's like, it's in the tone of a 15 year old as well. Like that sort of yeah. is big Kathy's downfall that like, she sort of never graduated out of these like sort of high school politics, like middle school politics. So in a way it's like, I think the reason that Paris and her grandmother were able to be so close is because she did shit like that. Whereas Kathy Hilton, you know, big little Kathy as a kid, maybe would have had shit like that happen, but it would have been like, mom, whereas yeah. with Paris, she's like, finally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now this also, I mean, this was another thing where she's kind of letting slip, maybe letting slip a little bit more than she thinks. She's talking about how, like why they sent her to live with her grandma. And she says, I was smarter than most of the nannies. I was not smarter than graham cracker. Nobody ever was or will be like, really Paris, you want to go on record? I was smarter than most of the nannies, most of the grown with like not smart. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's one of those things too. That's like sort of like as Casey always says on the bachelor pods, like it's the quiet part out loud. It's like, even <laughs> if that is true, it's, it's just, well, and not even like not smart. It's just like unkind. Like yeah, there's no mean, reason yeah. that you need to like compare yourself. And you could say like, I was wise beyond my years. And therefore I was a little bit of a thorn in everybody's side because I was un, I had unbridled confidence and fearlessness or whatever, but to be like, everyone's stupid except for me is a little bit like, all right, all right, all right. Just like, also like maybe the know, nannies maybe were watching that. Yeah, maybe the nannies were watching the three other kids in the house, sure. most of whom were younger than you, who were, they were probably getting paid to watch. Like, of course, the nannies didn't notice if you snuck out. They have a fucking million other things to do. The grandma is just drinking alone in Palm Springs. Like, of course, right. it's going to be harder to, like, escape her radar, you know? So I don't know. I was smarter than most of the nannies is, oh, man. Like, she, it's I also mean, just, yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't yeah define smart like yeah it's just like it's just not yeah I would have cut that if I was a ghostwriter. yeah like I'm pretty sure the nannies probably managed to finish high school finish high school and also finish like the the dishes and the and the, the yeah. laundry and like look you're still alive so and you really made it hard for people to to kind of like keep track of you so like they did okay like yeah I just felt bad I was like oh man yeah blind spot 
Um, so the, then her family learn her family moves to New York City without her while she's living in Palm Springs. That's it's horrible. It's unthinkable. Unthinkable. So she says, I was stuck living next to a golf course. Oh, let me oh get okay. again, violin. again, let's take out, let's get out a little red pen and maybe cut that sentence. Yeah. While my family took up residence in the Waldorf Astoria, like, uh, both yeah. Sound that, okay. Both sound okay to me. I know. Why put in the, the <laughs> golf course? That's hilarious. No, not living next to a golf course. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so funny. So she okay yeah so she says she was saving herself for her husband so okay now we're getting a little bitchy now just sure. the, from the last few things that we've said it's our own I, shit it's our own shit it is our own shit our jealousy over super yeah. rich people I'll, I'll take a golf course for sure fleets of staff looking yeah. after them and still <laughs> yeah. manage to be ungrateful and insulting to the staff Indeed. sorry i'm specifically yeah that's the problem that. um pay, but pay yeah. the wait staff pay tip the wait staff uh Donate when Overpay you your cleaning lady Overpay and don't talk lady. about how you're smarter than your right. nannies. Leave don't money at the hotels extra for the for the cleaning ladies. Thank you. Yeah, but okay, here's another bitchy question. She says she was a virgin <laughs> and she says that she wanted to save herself for her husband. She also says that she didn't drink or do drugs at any of these raves that she was sneaking out to that got her sent away to the CEDU schools. C-E-D-U, C-E-D-U, that's, the, that's what she called yeah. it. So- do you think this is a little revisionist and she's kind of like, look, all I was doing was skipping school. It's not like I was having sex or, or like doing drugs or drinking and they still sent me to these crazy schools. Like, do you think, or do you think that's really true? And she really was a virgin and she really was not drinking at these raves. Um, I, I think because she was so young, it's possible that it's because like, think about it from a parent's perspective, even if your kid is like, even before I started drinking, if I was out later than my curfew, I was in trouble. Yeah. Like, like I think, and, and, and they're, they are in these like sort of like, I mean, like one of the first stories in the book, um, which is like not really that notable, but now that we're talking about it, it's like, she's talking about like dressing up like a 13 year old Khloe Kardashian to come to the club that they both were too young to get into. And then it was like, she's like, Chloe, if anybody asks, your name is Betsy Johnson, which I thought yeah. was hilarious just to make her Betsy Johnson. But it's like, they're all kids. And I think the thrill of being there, like as teenagers probably was like, bad like bad enough I think when she got to the point like she gets later in the book she talks about like the infamous like Brittany Lindsay like the photo she's honest that after she got out of Provo she did start drinking to numb the pain and like that I mean who the fuck wouldn't but like I mean for me the for me as a even a 14 year old like the thrill would have been the drinking and like I wasn't really drinking until that I was like fucking before I was drinking what yeah Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. See, I guess like the town I grew up in was like such a heavy emphasis on drinking. And like yeah, yeah. you were only cool if you were like drinking every weekend. And if you yeah. went out drink, you were like a loser. So right. I mean, but I also just really like drinking. So once I once I discovered it, I thought this is fabulous. I'll never stop. But yeah, I didn't I didn't smoke pot till college. I I I mean I drank my like junior and senior year of high school, I guess, but like wow. Before then, I didn't, and it was really like I mean, I was like leading like group hot tub orgies and shit. So, you know, yeah. that actually my my sexuality is actually not a function of my drinking. But um, I I do so, think okay. it, like, it's, it's, I mean, I think it's environmental is what I'm saying. It's basically like whatever the thing. Like for her, I I do think that just going out and being 
in this club world was, would be terrifying if I was a parent. Like, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And skipping school is never not a okay. good look for as a we parent. Do it, like, but don't get caught. It's fucking yeah, nice. exactly. So, like, I understand. I completely understand why her parents were at their wits' end. I mean, she gets kicked yeah. out of like five schools by the time mm. she gets sent away. Like, but I think it's because her parents weren't listening to her and they had an extremely rigid view of who she should be. But my question just was, is she like, come on? Who no, I don't think she's lying. I don't think she's lying. These rapes. Okay. I don't think she's lying because well, because actually, I think the the next story you probably are going to get to, which does ring true is the story about, um, I don't mean to, I don't mean to guess and check, but like, it's like, she tells the story of basically being assaulted in Palm Springs with that older guy. And okay. I do believe that she's telling the truth because. Oh yeah. I don't think she she, she has no reason to lie. Just to be clear, me asking, do you really think she was saving herself for marriage? It's not because I don't believe this story. It's just like, Oh no, no. But this one's the way that she's talking about experiencing being pressured to drink the like special juice or whatever, like, you do get the sense that she really wasn't drinking yet. Yeah. But also even if you were a roofie would, is still a roofie. So basically she, right. she's in Palm Springs and she and her, or is it in LA? Maybe she's Palm in Springs. LA. No, it's okay. Not. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, was it? it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't yeah, yeah. matter. She's with there were two. And, there was one like Tori Spelling. It doesn't matter. It doesn't oh, yeah, matter. Yeah. Her friend, her and her friend are like meet these older guys. And the one guy roofies her and sexually assaults her really like, date rapes her full-on rapes her so um she was really upset about it she she says she's hardly thought about it since it happened I honestly didn't realize this was the next story in the book otherwise I would not have asked the question about whether she was really a virgin because that's really poor taste it doesn't matter (laughs) it doesn't matter it literally doesn't matter if she could have been on full-on heroin and this guy would still be the wrong a thousand percent one who's wrong but like I didn't I didn't realize (laughs) now I look like an asshole but it's terrible. So many people taking advantage of her and just, Everyone. and I do, it's because she's rich. It's because she's tall. It's because she's blonde. It's because she's skinny. She's an heiress. It's because she's got something. Everybody. I mean, I think she's, she is a star. She's a star and people are just like fucking pathetic and despicable and yeah. they want to chip away as much as they can. And also, I mean, this particular one is just a pervert. But he's a rapist. Yeah. He's a rapist. Yeah. It has nothing to do with who she is as a person, but right. Just he would have raped whoever was there, but yeah. Yeah, the way that it's a pattern in her life, I feel like that's like people are dicks and they're jealous. I mean, I I mean, it's really easy to call people jealous, but I think the reason why everyone hates her so much and hates Kim Kardashian is because they don't have that fig leaf of, well, I have a talent. It's like, well, who cares? What's a talent? What's what's acting? Acting's not hard. Like, why why Mm -hmm. do these like actors and auto tune pop stars like respectability and not Paris and him, you know, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's just because, right. Because we all are, we can't face how much we wish we looked like them. Yeah. So that's now like, she literally it. Exactly. She comes for pink. I loved this. I was yeah. so happy that she finally rinsed pink for this. Yeah. 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 This was bullshit. Even as a kid, I remember thinking this song was woman hating internalized misogyny. Pick me, girl. That wasn't a term back then, but bullshit. Yep. The song, Stupid Girl. Do you remember? Oh, do I remember? What was I the don't course like, stupid, oh, yeah. girl. I don't want to be. Yeah. Now I'm like, do I remember? I don't know if I remember, but of course I remember. But now I'm like, I can't sing it. I don't remember. But I know. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. How did it go again? It, it was. Sing. What? I don't want to be a stupid girl. And the whole music video is parodies of Paris, Nikki, 
Britney oh, Spears, yeah. Pamela Anderson, yeah, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. parodies of every woman who's already being exploited by the system. And it's like, oh, Pink, that's why we think you're butch. It's like, no, yeah. like, like you're just not that pretty. I guess I don't have to cut that, but it's like, you're just not that pretty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's too, she's jealous. I know. Speaking of jealousy, like, I'm sorry. I don't know if this is smart for me to say or not, but I mean, half the time, this is just a completely different topic. But like, I mean, when you think about TERFs, trans exclusionary radical feminists, like the women who are feminists who, who are anti-trans, I mean, they're yeah. never good looking. And I right, really, right, I think it's, right. it's always a thing of like, and I understand being frustrated by this. It's like, well, how come these people are born men and then they get to have guilt-free plastic surgery right. and reap all the benefits of pretty woman privilege that I have never had? Like, I right. understand the frustration and why that would drive you crazy. But also it's like, no, we're all free to opt into pretty privilege. Like, right. Like in life coaching school, they would teach us that like jealousy was actually just us, like our inner selves shining a light on actually something that we want. And we're not saying that we want. So it's like pink, you you, like get some hair extensions, dude. Like, yeah. Like you you can't hate the, don't hate the player, hate the game. Like it's these women. Yes. They have pretty privilege and, and people treat them differently because they're pretty, but like you can either opt in or opt out, but if you opt out, there's no point getting mad at the women who are opting in. And but also you're, you're now treating them differently because they're pretty too. Like, and you're wearing like, low rise jeans and showing your stomach and acting right. all sexy also, just because you're also like pretending to be black at the same time. So it's slightly different, right. which sorry, that is literally how she She's God, like, you don't get it, man. Pennsylvania is like fucking wild. It's like, there are no black people in Pennsylvania. So like, I'm the black person in Pennsylvania. It's like, no, pain. I know. Like, she no, literally, you're, so... you need to chill out. You need to chill yeah. the fuck out. She is I don't hate Pink talk. either for the record. I, there are certain songs that are actually like B, B side tracks from her first album that I still fucking rock. Misunderstood, one of the best, but like, oh my God. But it's just like, otherwise, like, yeah, Pink, like just just chill the fuck out pink like you're not yeah, helping. i kind of like her being like not fucking butch by by like displaying so much fucking testosterone in every single move you make like chill the fuck out i don't even think it's that it's just like she it is, just seems like she came to fight <laughs> it's like yeah she's ew. she came to fight and like she she did get big like she didn't not use looks and body and femininity to her advantage just because she had abs like it doesn't make you better than them because you had like a six-pack and they just had like a little dainty model stomach but okay so let me just read what she said about pink now that we've already bashed pink (laughs) she says who's more generous evolved and progressive than pink nobody she's effing awesome brilliant and she seems like a great mom which makes me like and respect her even more now this is the little kathy coming through the well, Give she's a- genius to write compliment first, then feedback. Yeah. But when everyone was buzzing about a sex tape of a certain teenage girl from a soon to be hit TV show, a girl who said emphatically over and over that she did not want the tape out there. The takeaway was the song Stupid Girl. The whole video is a not at all subtle send up of porno paparazzi girls. That's in quotes in general and specifically me in a parody of my infamous sex tape. I mean, fuck you, Pink. Fuck yeah. Ew. And again, though, like just this ignoring the fact that we're talking, how old was Paris when it came out? 19? 19. We're ignoring the fact that she's a teenager. She's a child. Her child. frontal lobe is not fully developed. Wasn't It wasn't legally allowed to drink yet. Yeah. Listen to this. Pink sang about outcasts and girls with ambition and said, that's what I want to see. But she chose not to see it in me. I mean, yeah, it's like actually, right? Yeah, no, drop the mic, P. Drop the yeah. mic, not not pink. Drop the mic, Paris. Like she landed the plane. Landed I mean, that plane. is like she's right. 
incredible. And then she says, to be clear, I'm not mad at pink. Okay. But sure. We want to be classy. So yeah, we'll let her be. Paris isn't mad at anybody. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm so happy she put that in there. It is really like the only celeb slander that's in the book. And like, I just feel like it's so beyond fair and like, maybe pink will be like, I'm sure pink has talked about it since then. And, and maybe I would be curious again. I, I, I liked the first album. I don't hate pink, but doing the thing that I'm accusing everybody else of doing is just like, oh man, pink. It's not cool. I just pink. You're in the red. You're in the red. I just looked up uh, if she has said anything about stupid girls and she hasn't also, it did kind of go viral. And I, if anyone has found anything, let us know, please, because I would love to set the record straight. If she has said anything about it, but it was, it started to go viral again on TikTok a few months ago. And like half of the people in the comments were like, this is so fucked up and sexist. And she was being an asshole to all these other women. And then the other half are like, no, you don't understand. Like she's making fun of the system that created them. And it's like, no, she's not. No, she's not. She's she's actually just bashing other women. Yeah, she is. And like, look, I'm not the person to be like, women need, women need to support other women. Like, no, support other women that you like. But also like, it's like people need to support people. Exactly. Like, this is like, so right. You don't really have a case. And I understand she even talked about is, it in the like, song. The She's mad at Lou Reed. I want pretty like Paris. I'm mad at Lou Reed, whatever. And it's like, okay, but like, that's like your situation. Wait, Either Lou way. Reed? Isn't that like. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Velvet Underground. <laughs> She's like, I hate Sunday morning. It's a terrible song. <laughs> Wait, this, who's the name? <laughs> oh, what what is about, the name? Talk about like spreading slander like on the airwaves. No, but you know, like, there's like a line in one of her songs. Like, right. Okay. Lou Reed is a really funny wrong one. That's really Hilarious. funny. It's not Lou Reed. She's just really mad at Iggy Pop and Bob Dylan. <laughs> That's it. Why did you guys think you were Rolling Stones, Wandering Beatniks? Fuck you. I'm a Wandering Beatnik. No, no. Okay. But. I now have to remember what it was, but there's some line I can hear it in my head. And for some reason, I'm hearing Lou Reed, but <laughs> but it's the like she has a line. It's so annoying is because <laughs> she's trying to come at it from she's she's acting like she's coming at it from an empowered place. Exactly. Like that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's what's so annoying <laughs> about it. She's not just saying. Like, I mean, the stuff that Sarah Silverman <laughs> says later in the book that we'll get to in part two about Paris at an award show is so much more fair to me because in that instance, she's just like. I'm a comedian and I'm making fun of this super rich person who fell on hard times. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, but like pink is acting like, no, no, no. I'm the good one. They're the bad one. Like, whereas Sarah Silverman and most stand up comics, I mean, our position is no, I'm also a piece of shit. Like I'm not standing here to tell you what's good and what's bad. I'm just making you laugh. Whereas pink's thing is like, this is how women should behave. I'm the only one who knows. And that's what makes it. Just it's just so embarrassing. It's just dangerous. embarrassing for her. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing too, is just like the importance of like context, like the reason the Sarah Silverman invoice will get there, but it's like, like in the context of comedy, so long as it is a good one, we are all in agreement that we're being, that we're joking. Like comedy is permission giving in the way of like, we're just breaking some tension here and I've been paid yeah. to do it. And my job is to create laughs versus like, yeah, going on your crusade against like actually attractive women yeah and it's like, like pink you, guess what also you're, pink, also you're like, attractive yeah attractive you're just a you're different literally, type literally you're attractive if you weren't attractive you wouldn't be a pop star in the 2000s oh, right if, if you weren't thin and attractive you wouldn't have this career like, sorry lou reed didn't pick you but <laughs> <laughs> you're no nico yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just and that happens all the time I mean I have arguments with people about certain things what's going to work what's not going to work in comedy and it really bothers me when people act like certain things are for attractive people and certain things yeah. aren't because I'm like no like you literally get to opt into being attractive at any time like right. everyone yeah. can be more attractive. look at Tom Sandoval that guy's not good looking Right. And he has two famous women fighting over and they're not fighting over him. But like, you know what I mean? It's like you can opt into being attractive, put in some effort, stand up straight, eat healthy, work out. You can always look better than the baseline and you can do it. And if you don't opt in, don't opt in. And you, but you got to get over it then. And right. you got to say, OK, I'm, I'm leaving opportunities on the table because I'm not grooming myself. Or but I'm if- going for other opportunities and I'm not going to make that my like you don't, like if you're right. Putting a putting so much energy into writing stupid girl, stupid girl songs about skinny teenagers who have been completely violated is such a misuse of your time. If what you're going for is to like empower yourself and like the, the girls listening, it's like, this is a song for the ugly girls. It's like, that's not actually like that. That's not helpful. Actually, yeah. like, you're beautiful by being human. Even if it's like, you can be above the baseline. It's like, I, I gotta say as somebody who just like gains and loses weight rapidly. And honestly, I, I might've never looked worse in my life attractiveness comes from within i hate to be corny it's true it's a confidence thing like it literally is. literally and is like, like that's the big secret the big secret is like walk like you mean it and talk like you mean it and you're fine you're attractive and if you have charisma no one even notices what you look like it's really the ugly boring girls that are fucked and if you say to yourself <laughs> i'm ugly this isn't for this life is not for me because yeah. i'm ugly then you know what you're right yeah then try again next next karmic cycle Right. Like you're right. If you're going to think that about yourself, but you really can think yourself into being hot. Absolutely. I've done yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Literally though. Like, yeah, I, I, I want to post in my art collection of men that I, that have been in my, my canon, my, my collection, m- the most beautiful men. It's one of the pride and joys of my life. I know. I love how much you love that. It's so funny. I love okay. beautiful men, beautiful that men was a listening. Highly, I love you. That was a highly satisfying tangent because <laughs> you don't yeah, know how much I've been wanting to rip that song to shreds just since it came out. Thank you, Paris, for bringing us back to the the convos we really want to be in all the time. (laughs) And how fun for Paris to kind of just for two seconds, have the moral, moral high ground. Oh yeah. You know, after like years and years of people acting like she's what's wrong with society, like to just be like, actually, let me preach for a minute about what a piece of shit pink was to me when I was a literal teenager. Aside from like a few nanny comments and, you know, you, I'm by the golf course. It's like, aside from those like moments of lapses of like reality, I think one of the things about this book that surprised me so much is Paris actually, she's not even just like faking this righteous moment to like actually preach. It's like, no, she's like a really like strong person and the way I mean pink would if I was pink and I read that and Paris is still being kill him with kindness like Paris still being so gracious and saying Mm -hmm. I do love her and I respect her but at this time my feelings were hurt when I was a teenager and you assaulted me after I was assaulted under the guise of female empowerment yeah man like I would I would be so fucking ashamed like wow Paris might actually in the end be a good mom yeah, I'm sure she'll be a good mom. I think she's really matured a lot. Like, yeah. I think she's, I think she's definitely been mean to people in the past. I mean, we've seen it on tape, but like, I also think that, you know, when we get later into the simple life part of the book, she talks yeah. about how it was really important for her and Nicole never to like talk down to the people around them and never to treat them like they were stupid hicks. And it's like, oh damn, actually that really was yeah, part she's... of the secret sauce of the show. And like, right, that was right. Yes. 
really smart of them and really like kind of them to to not be that way, even though everyone assumed that's what they were doing and that's what they were there for. But they really weren't like that. So like, I do think like, yeah, she's, like, she's, she's not a bad person. Well, that I don't know. I don't know. But I don't think she is. I think she's I think, you know, everybody is assigned to like work within what they got like as a context and, you know, and then you learn and grow, but I, yeah, do think- I just don't want to say who's good or bad. I just, because I know that sure, she's, sure. she's done some shitty things to people and hurt people's feelings. But like that also has. is part of human, like everybody. So have I, so have you like, yeah, exactly. You know, but- so it's like, but we're good people. We're not bad people because of it. As long as you learn, it's okay. You know, it, I think it's normal for, I just think, I guess I'm, I'm just, I'm really impressed with her heart. I mean, I know she seems to have heart. Yeah, for sure. And she like, I I think I guess what I'm what's coming across to me is like, she knows who to who can who she can get away with being a dick to and who she needs to be nice to. And so it's kind of like, okay, no harm, no foul. Like you had some beef with Lindsay Lohan and you laughed while someone called her a fire crotch. That was really hurtful to me as a person with of red haired experience. Okay. That's mean as shit. That is so mean. Well, it's also just like, inappropriate. Like to, to especially that's no, the whole come thing, on, right? Sarah, that's mean. I don't, is our, I mean, it's mean because to me, it's not mean. I don't know. I, I love red hair, but like to call someone a fire crotch isn't mean. Come on. Well, I think it's mean because you shouldn't be commenting on anyone's pubes ever. Exactly. Right. But that to me, it's like, that's why it's me. Not, not because of red hair descent, but because it's like, as a friend, you should say like, that's weird. If somebody says yeah, anybody, something, 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 something about anybody's pube, you say, ew, man, what the fuck? Yeah, but like she was, I mean, that didn't help her either. Like she really kind of helped build a terrible image for herself by sitting by partaking in these terrible feuds that were really, really nasty and mean spirited. And like she said, Kim Kardashian's butt looked like a trash bag full of cottage cheese in a radio interview. Like just not nice. Not nice ass shit. I mean, I mean, that's the big Kathy streak that runs through all of them, you know? Well, and I would love to overhear like the conversations that big Kathy and Paris secretly had, like. When, that she's not putting in the book. I mean, they were probably just, they probably had a ball together, just fucking ripping everybody to shreds. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I don't know. Like it's, I, I just want to say Paris Hilton is very nice. Like I said, very nice to me when I interviewed her, like so one of the cool. nicest celebrities I've ever met. I love that. She comes across as extremely nice and kind and like a beacon of strength in this book. But I just don't want to cloud anyone's judgment with like this multi-million dollar PR machine that she has been right. pulling. For 30 yeah. years. Like yeah, yeah. we don't we don't need to like worship at the altar of Paris. No, like, no, no, definitely you know not. I mean, I just definitely not. But I do think she's been to, like, she has start... been super but she's been super victimized, like just, just kid stuff. And like I do think that I don't know. I I I, I liked her after reading this. Me too, me too. Hundred yeah. percent. I, wow, I just don't you're like cool. To... Like you're a cool person. Yeah, I just don't like to worship any no, no, no. The only the only person I worship is Molly Malshine and Sarah Armour and the Space Trash listeners. I worship Absolutely. y'all. And Oprah, that's the only one that I really will fuck with to that level. Even Oprah, because... what's with the schools in Rwanda? What's oh, the... that was an accident. She didn't. Mean <laughs> okay, to. as long as she you say know. it, Molly's the news. I trust you. We can move on. I, then that's all I need to know. Then I forgive her and I worship her. Okay, cool. So now we get into <laughs> something that caused. Also, though, side I... note: another Aquarius. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Another Aquarius. They have right. that Aquarian larger than life power. Yeah. So okay, something that made. Kathy Hilton and Kyle Richards and Kim Richards, Kathy and Kim didn't speak to Kyle for a very long time, allegedly because of this, the series American Woman that Kyle produced 
with Alicia Silverstone playing a character based on Big Kathy, graham cracker of what Paris Hilton calls in her book. So when she, this was a huge issue in their family because Kathy and Kim allegedly did not want any light shined on their mother. And I think it's because of the House of Hilton book. And I think it's because they were just like, no, close the book on this. Like, we don't need any information or details about her coming out. Whereas Kyle was like, what's the big deal? Like, it's a very flattering portrayal, blah, blah, blah. So this was a huge issue. I mean, they like almost uninvited Kyle's entire family from Nikki's wedding to the Rothschild over this television show. And they did uninvite like half of them. Like only, I think in the end, only Kyle, Portia, and Farah got to go or something. Like they literally uninvited half of her family. Like I just can't even imagine living in a world where like anything would be that big of a deal like right you so know imagine, like how sad like yeah so imagine all those my girls sh- to just be enemies is like oh come on write a, write, a paint, write a song about families that don't talk if anything yeah imagine my shock when Paris mentions the yeah. show yeah. in yeah. glowing terms also highlighted yeah I was I was I wanted to know thought in the series American Woman produced by Aunt Kyle Alicia Silverstone played a character based on my grandmother there's a great scene where she challenges a guy who's messing with her daughter Quote, you know, Jerry, I see you. You're just a dark, rainy storm cloud hovering over a beautiful tree and you try to scare everyone with your thunder and your lightning. But you know what? My daughter can take anything you rain down on her because she's that tree. She's a goddamn redwood. So Paris liked it. Is redwood equivalent to firecrutch? No, come on. It's joke, not joke, funny. Joke, it's joke, not joke. nice to call people that. It's not it's nice in- to call people anything. It's not nice to talk about anybody's pubes. It's not nice to fucking. It's gross. It's actually disgusting. Not yeah, the fire are disgusting. Or and red like pubes, a whole but- generation yeah. of kids learned that insult because of oh, Paris and who Brandon was the one that Davis. said it? Oh, it was Brandon. Or Brandon Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris dated him, but he's actually her step cousin. No, her- no. What? 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 Yeah. Kim Richards, two of her kids are of the Davis oil family. Oh, no, so no, no. Paris's first cousins are his first cousin. That's a little bit too monarchy for me. Yeah. So he is actually like her second cousin. Wow. Yeah. So they really are the first U.S. royalty. <laughs> yeah, for real. But so, yeah, she so so she's got that. So, I mean, maybe they were uninvited from the Rothschild Hilton wedding for a completely different reason. And Kyle sure. kind of used that as as a, a doily to make it sound like that was the reason, because you know what else happened is Mauricio split from Rick Hilton's real estate empire and took all his clients with him to right. form the agency. That's so right. Like maybe that's the real reason they were uninvited. And the reason why Mauricio specifically was not welcomed at the wedding, but like Kyle didn't want to taint his new agency on TV and she wanted free press for the show instead. So like, I don't know. You just never know. I guess you just write, you pick and choose like what you're going to work with and what, you know, like, because like the actual goal is simply making money. Right. Cause Kyle also, I mean, Kyle is someone who loves to, I don't want to say play the victim, but like, well, sort of, she loves to be right. How about we say that? She loves to be like vindicated. She likes to come through with like, I'm the best. And she's the one with the megaphone of a television show that she's been the main cog of for like over 10 years. And like bringing her family members through and just fighting with them publicly. Right. And kind of acting like, you're oh, lucky I'm that I just, brought you here. I'm the poor little sister. Like my older sisters are are doing this, this, and this. And it's like, no, like Kyle, you're the actually the most famous one now. Like obviously Kathy's always going to be the most respected one in society or whatever. But like 
you're the one with a TV show where you get to say whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. And like you have the power. So and you have it all. And like you, you totally right. Your husband and the business that you guys live off of even before the show was one that was actually like stolen from your sister. And then you were using your other sister to like make yourself a hero. It's like, come on, Kyle, like just like just, she plays just, the just calm down, calm yeah. down. She plays the underdog, but she's building her entire legacy on the back of her sisters, which is completely fine. But like maybe don't stoke discord with them in a public forum when you depend on them you and your husband have at various times depended on them for income and livelihood like wild anyway um i'm cool i'm cool her nft did what did you think about all the nft spawn con throughout it i was like oh come on paris don't do this don't do this don't be a scammer well Okay, I didn't think that. <laughs> I mean, um, NFTs are scams, right? Can is that? I don't know. The answer is we all I don't agree. Know. I don't know. And what I will say is that even before she brought up NFTs, from the beginning of this book, one of the th- and it's very Aquarius. One of the things that she wants us to know about herself from the beginning is that she loves tech. And she's always loved tech, whether it's tech or tech. No, she, you know, she sees the future as digital. She loves the future as digital. And so I and she don't it to her ADHD. Yes. And I don't think that I, the answer is, I don't know. Like, you know, you're talking to the kid of somebody who didn't totally buy that the stock market was like, you know, going full digital software either. So like, I don't know, like, I, I don't, I also like, yeah, I'm confused about currency clearly and like what is yeah i mean i think we don't need to get into i don't know if anybody knows anything about nfts we would like to know more but yeah i think her just i think on board and selling shit even when nobody knows really what it is is a little bit like what because also wasn't she just selling like monkey faces if you're gonna buy any paris hilton product don't start with the nft right i think that's sure yeah yeah go with 3d let's stay 3d for now yeah let's go perfume let's go book let's go because wasn't that what it was it was the monkey like it was like the no, monkey. that was a different thing. That oh, okay, okay. Ape. We don't need to get into. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. So boring. I don't really know. I don't. I am. I'm confused about NFTs. Yeah, it's just interesting. She says it over and over again in the book. Like she's really trying to make it happen, and yep, because she's doing business. Yeah, it's it's scammy. It's scammy. I don't like it. So she talks also about how she kind of thinks that her parents wanted her to sneak out a little bit on the modeling gigs because she says she secretly did want us to do it, but she wanted us to own it. Conrad Hilton taught Papa and Papa taught dad that it's dangerous when rich kids don't have enough dragons to slay. And I was like, okay, cool message. If, but also like, I mean, how cute that you got to have set up for you fake obstacles in life. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) um i think she definitely has slayed some dragons i do not think that that is untrue but i don't think that your parents were like go fuck it up so we can really get your kid like i don't i don't know if anybody i think nikki hilton is a good example of what happens when you like just follow the rules also it's really funny because like the dragons to slay that she's talking about are like self create make, make her go to the modeling agency on her own whereas right, like the dragons right. i had to slay was like oh you actually have to get a job at 14 and or else right. you're not gonna have enough mo- you're not gonna have money right. to hang out with your friends and like right. since you're literally 14, the only job that will take you is raking the beach so like congratulations you're I always, a beach, I always you're a beach janitor i now. love you being the beach raker that's like, that so was my funny that's so fucking funny <laughs> so it's like okay paris i'm so glad you had that and yeah like you said she did have real obstacles come up later and i totally feel for her with all the real shit she went through but those it's weren't just, them like going ha- like having to go to the modeling by yourself wasn't your parents making you cut your teeth they were literally just trying to like protect their teenage daughter 
Yeah, exactly. Um, this is another part where I, I mean, she, she comes across as a horrible brat and like, I feel bad for thinking this, but she's in a school interview for like her fourth high school. Cause she keeps getting kicked out. And they say, what did you like best about the school? I tried to sound breezy, nothing. But what did you like best about your school in Palm Springs? Art, field hockey. I squirmed in the uncomfortable chair. Look, I don't want to go to the school, so I'm not trying to impress you. My mom would have slapped me if I said that to an adult. And then the person says, I see. And Paris says, this place sucks. I'd rather kill myself. I felt my mom's eyes drilling into me like lasers. And it's like, okay, I like Paris, I know that you think your mom was a real strict disciplinarian, but I'm actually going to have to disagree. Like, well, that's a, like, it's a little bit like, I understand where Kathy Hilton at that point is like, literally what the fuck are we going to do with her? She's been kicked right. out of multiple schools. She's now acting like such a fucking little asshole and embarrassing us. Like, it's not just that, like, th- like it would be one thing, even if she were to answer the question and say like, I'm just not sure, like, or I don't, school doesn't, they might've tested her for ADD and actually helped her. Like if she said, I've had trouble in school the whole time, as you know, yeah. it would have been one thing, but for her to be like, nothing. I had, I, but also it's like she's, myself. but she's also just like a teenager, you know. It's like, yeah, but even as a teenager, I knew not to speak to adults that way. Like, well, the thing is, right? She clearly, like, on some level, feels that she can get away. Like, I, I do get where the parents were like, like, just over the top. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Because, like, right, your kid has seems to have no boundaries, no fear of authority. Is is, is she was unruly? That that is an, that's an unacceptable yeah. way for a teenager to act. Point blank. Yeah. And like the really sad, the sad thing is there is no way there, what other, what else, like, there's no good way to deal with that, I guess, right. you know, yeah. at least back then there wasn't, I mean, now I think you would definitely be getting tested, tested. for ADHD and yeah. things like that. But well, it's also funny because I completely forgot in house of Hilton, he really alleges that Kathy and Rick were pretty absentee parents. Yeah. And like, this kind of gives more credence to that because yeah. The way Paris tells it, they were real strict disciplinarians and had like the kids under lock and key. And in House of Hilton, he's like, oh, no, he he quotes a person who's like, no, they literally just dropped Paris with me one day and didn't show up again for four days. Right. And like, and it's like, I'm sure the truth is somewhere in the middle. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I get and I get where right. Paris's psychology also would have been one where like, right, it's it's not. Like she knows she's being like bad girl and like disappointing in whatever way to her parents. But I also don't get the sense that, like in the way that you're like, I have fear of my mother in me. It she doesn't seem to feel that she has any sort of like real responsibility yeah. to like serve her her like fit parents in any. You know what I mean? Like it's like it, yeah, it's, it seems like she was. I mean, look, if you can make out with your teacher in your in your driveway, there's no one home. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and it's definitely it's like just in general. No one, you're not really being supervised, even if the expectation was made clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's sad. I mean, she's she's rebellious. It's again, very Aquarius Leo. Like she's she she took on rebellion as like a personality, which then really fucking bit her in the ass. And then I think ultimately it saved her. But like she is like no a full moon Aquarius full moon baby with a sad rising. That is rebel, 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 rebel energy. And if her parents aren't around, there's no one setting rules. So she doesn't even have anything to rebel against because right. according to Oppenheimer, according to House of Hilton, no one's raising her. So like, it kind of makes sense why it's like, oh, really? You guys moved to New York without me and right. didn't even tell me. And now all of a sudden I'm supposed to follow your rules. Like, it kind of makes sense why she's just like, this entire thing is a joke, yeah. you know? Totally. But to speak to someone that way, this place sucks. I'd rather kill myself. Too confident. Too confident for a kid. Not good. 
Not good. Not, not nice. Red flag. Red flag. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. where it's also a side note, though. That's where any other human, if I was that teacher sitting across from her, I would then say to the parent, there's something really going on here. And we know that she's already been like assaulted multiple times at this point. She has undiagnosed ADHD that is very real to her. She actually, it's not that your school sucks. It's that she doesn't really have an easy time doing school. And mm-hmm. I would look, I would actually be, I think I would get more curious Right, but don't you think don't you think the teacher probably did say that and Kathy was like, fuck you, yeah, my probably. kid's perfect. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not on the teacher, but it's like there was a it just seems like, yeah, that there was some real like n- missing pieces in like actually facilitating this child's like safety and development. And like she ended up fine. She ended up okay, but like it's like, yeah, like they there really was a lack of listening. I think on the adult. Yeah, no part. one was listening. I mean, this is the worst type of parent you can be is absentee, yeah. but still controlling. Yeah, it's it's I mean, really confusing. And of course she would rebel. Right. Like it's like, she, like Kathy and Rick were controlling. They had very, very strict expectations of their kids, but they were not doing anything to make it clear to them how to achieve that or like setting up expectations or anything. It was just like, do this or else. So like, right. Who can win? Who can win? I mean, Nikki is the one in a million kid that actually thrived in that framework and the other kids have all like we said you know had run-ins with the law which when you're that rich is pretty tough to do you know it's interesting side note you know <laughs> i mean it's it literally is hard to be in as much trouble as person but like just real quick a note on nikki part of why double libra libra sun libra moon oh okay so she's just like sure whatever gets me, me i'll keep the yeah, peace whatever makes me pretty well liked and keeps the peace and gets me like keeps me in the beauty and the wealth and whatever i'll, I'll play the game especially in terms of relationships yeah. Um, so now I'm going to, I, I'm sorry, this has been like a little bit of a hate fest. I'm going to give her a compliment because she, <laughs> hey. like I said, knows where her bread, bread is buttered. Fair she's and balanced. Nice, she's nice to the press. She said yeah. she felt safer knowing that the paparazzi would be outside the clubs waiting for her, trying to make her look over her shoulder and laugh, showing predators that I was seen and accounted for. But that's such another example of exactly what you're saying, which is like the fact that you need the paparazzi to actually be like there for you speaks volumes about how supported and cared for she felt by her, by the adults in her life. Yeah. So, so, so true. So true. Oh, I loved her mom's little trick. If, um, if Paris had a, a napkin or something with someone's phone number on it, little Kathy would go in and change the one to a seven or the three to an eight so that she couldn't call. That was funny as shit. I like that. I don't mind that. Yeah. That's a good tip. I'll take that's that's a good tip. Good mom tactic. Yeah. Uh huh. I like that. If you're going to snoop, uh, and, and and like like adjust anything that you find in the crime scenes that you're not supposed to be in at least do it for the sake of protection yeah she also says like she wonders if she had been diagnosed with ADHD earlier like how it would have affected her life and she says it doesn't authorize you to turn your family inside out or endanger yourself and I'm not offering it as an excuse but I wonder like how it would be different so this has been the first part of our coverage of Paris Hilton's memoir Keep listening because we've still got two, three, and four parts. Probably this book. We can't stop talking about this book. So there's going to be more episodes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Space Trash Podcast. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles. The rich and your Space Trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 